0: and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Emotional Alchemy podcast. Before we get into our conversation today, I want to share that the doors for Business Alchemist Mentorship are now open. I created this program to help space holders step toward their in-person or online businesses as a spiritual practice. I know you have medicine you want to share with the world and honestly, this is why I feel so passionate about this work as a business mentor. It makes my heart feel expansive and warm when I think about how different this world would be if you as a pattern breaker and as a change maker felt empowered about sharing your work with your community. It's my way of shifting the tide of extractivist, capitalistic ways of existing. I will be your guide so you can explore the emotional blocks that keep you spinning in circles and I share practical nuts and bolts principles that will keep your business humming along. We try to keep a solid balance of yin and yang around here. This program is centered on safety, intimate connection with community, and moving at the pace of trust, nature, and purpose. The curriculum and coaching I share is framed on the backdrop of my experience as a trauma-informed practitioner. If you're feeling curious, go check out my website, businessalchemistmentorship.com. We will begin this next cohort in mid-June, and it will be the only time I'm running it in 2024. I recently did an entire overhaul of the curriculum and felt that it needed a whole year to move through instead of the nine-month program it used to be, and I'm keeping it at this nine-month price one last time before I raise prices in 2025. Again, the website is businessalchemistmentorship.com and I would love to have you join our community. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Curiosity podcast. Today, we've got a repeat guest, uh, Natalie Ross, and we previously mm-hmm. have heard her on the show when we were talking about conscious marketing, and I got to meet Natalie in person, and <laughs> we got to hang out in the Santa Cruz woods earlier this week, and I've asked her back on the show and. Your life, your work life has changed quite a bit since the last time we chatted. So, I think just for context to give people an update of what's going on in your world, let's start there and
1: then we've got so much so much juicy stuff to talk about. Sounds good. Hi cat, hi listeners. Yeah, getting to meet you and be together in the woods, put our feet in the streams and hang out with your puppy Ruby and Meet your honey bunny Sean was all so awesome. It's like such a gift to get to actually be in real life with people. Right. So, so fun. But yeah, I'm Natalie Ross. Hello. Uh you you may know me from the EarthSpeak podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put your
0: radio voice on for that one.
1: <laughs> I just gotta bring out the nerd, yes. Yeah. But um yeah i've been producing uh, podcasts for many years and most recently the earth speak podcast and in that i have been running a community for people who feel connected to earth-based spirituality and animism and magic and who just want to learn grow and share with other people and connect with other people and i love it i mean it has definitely been part of my heart and soul's work but you know it's not i've realized through some big shifts that have happened in my life and some big trauma integrations and new awarenesses that come with that, I've realized I don't want to be a spiritual teacher. And um, yeah, I don't want to make my livelihood through spirituality. I have a lot of gifts, and I'm grateful for that. And beyond uh, what I've been doing, I love communications. And I've been practicing this a lot in growing my podcast and my business and my communities. And now I'm finally actually taking all of this stuff I've learned from a background of going to school for journalism and actually practicing as a freelance journalist and photojournalist and spending years growing uh, an audience of tens of thousands of people and millions of podcast downloads from nothing. Um, Taking all this knowledge I've gathered and all this experience and all the successes and fails and insights, and I'm now helping um, heart-centered change maker entrepreneurs, especially with an animist worldview, who are really into that kinship interconnected perspective. I think I mean everything I do is like in this realm. <laughs> um, just <laughs> ca- caveat, y'all. <laughs> Which if you're here, then you probably are too. But I'm helping these beautiful change makers get clear on what it is they're actually doing and get clear on how to communicate their messages and how to put that into practice in marketing that's aligned for them and their values. And that actually works. And I love it. And they love it. I'm actually, I I summarize it by saying I help people who help people to help more people by clearly communicating (laughs) what it is they do and how they can help people. So like we're together creating this change from a paradigm of domination to that kinship paradigm of interconnectedness and honoring the earth and each other as alive and really unpacking that human supremacy that our current society is so rooted in. And there's not one correct or right way to do this. This is just my little corner of the world and how I feel called to be of service in this way. And yeah, that's what I'm doing now.
0: I love it (laughs) and um, for those of you out there who are nervous system nerds when Natalie and I get together it's just nervous system nerd time (laughs) so um, one of the things that I we're going to just sort of follow the flow of this conversation but one of the things that I definitely definitely wanted to cover is this aspect of nervous system integration And regulation, and how that shows up as blocks and challenges for spiritual entrepreneurs, and how can we move through those things? And um, I want to ask you to layer on your story because there's been so much trauma and nervous system integration that I've had the honor of witnessing in you in the last several months. So that's kind of like, Uh, a big picture bird's eye overview of the conversation but we're gonna get down into the nitty-gritty details and we're also just gonna flow and see see where the conversation takes us so thank you so much for for just being open to this conversation I think that um your story is so so relatable to so many spiritual entrepreneurs out there and I think that part of the reason why you're able to hold space in this like communications marketing world because even though your work is around helping people tell their stories and helping people communicate what it is that they do like you also end up being um a grounding presence for them to be able to like work through whatever is coming up for them in that moment that it's like, oh my gosh, it's so scary to be seen. It's so scary to be heard. Am I allowed to do this? You know, all the like thoughts about imposter syndrome, all these thoughts around, you know, am I lazy because I haven't done this yet? You know, like there's so, so many things that comes up in this realm, right?
1: So appreciate you being here. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. I, joke that I call myself nervous system Natalie so um you know you know I'm ready to go there (laughs)
0: yeah so um you are one of the graduates of business alchemist mentorship which is my program um it's a nine-month program to help you move through building and really integrating and creating a business that is rooted in cycles and rooted in being able to integrate a lot of the traumas so i'd love if you could just give us a peek into what it was like when we first met and why it was that you were like "Ooh, i'm feeling called to do this work
1: yes so i think we have a very unusual way of how we met and and how i ended up working with you (laughs) because you actually applied to uh, teach a workshop through Earthspeak, because mm-hmm. we are doing monthly workshops. And when my business partner, Shauna, and I read your application, we were both instantly like, hell yes, like you were so clear. And it was so aligned with our mission with the, you know, being rooted in nature and helping people heal trauma through working with their nervous systems and not overriding themselves and tapping into intuition, all of this, we were like, Yes, bring it. So <laughs> I remember when I interviewed you. So, whenever we have a workshop um, special teacher, we have them on the podcast, the Earth Speak podcast as well. So, y'all listening can go listen to Cat on my podcast and get some more <laughs> cat love. But I interviewed you, and I remember that day, it was like the first time we ever met. And I asked you just in my kind of routine questions that I ask my guests I'm like, what do you have coming up that you want to talk about or promote? Because I really love helping people help people. <laughs> and I've been Even doing Even back this. then. Yeah. yeah. Even back then you were doing this. Pretty much everything I've been doing is helping people help people in one way or another and just finding yeah. where's my place in that, that I really thrive. And um, you mentioned you're like, well, when's this going to go out? And, you know, it wasn't going to go out for a little while, but you're like, I have this thing, the doors are closing today. It's this nine month mentorship that's really about helping business owners move through what's holding them back not by overriding but by moving aligned with the seasons as seen through the Taoist lens which you have a lot of experience in from your background as an acupuncturist and you know this Taoism is a is an animistic perspective it's very rooted in the living world the living universe and I had been praying and asking the universe for a coach (laughs) or guide or someone to freaking help me. And when you shared that you were doing this, I was like, okay, we don't have time to, you know, the door's closed tomorrow for that. And the podcast isn't going out for a few weeks, but tell me more, please. And by the end (laughs) of that conversation, I was like, I was, as you say, nervous sighted. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is okay for me to do, but it feels so right. And something in me is saying yes. And it wasn't that like urgent FOMO yes. It was like the, this is the answer to my prayers, yes. And I was like, Mm. okay, I see you. You're throwing me the life, but I've been asking for universe. And so (laughs) I signed up and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to afford it or if my nervous system was going to have the capacity to engage with the process because I have a, a history of being Really debilitated by freeze and shut a deep shutdown mode. And so I've yeah. been very cautious. Like coaches and programs that are a lot of hype and a lot of energy are way too stimulating for me. I cannot do it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, so your energy, your presence, all of this really appealed to me and the approach you took. And what I was struggling with was, you know, I had been working in Earthspeak and for a couple years and we had become a a six-figure business (laughs) you know how an earth-based creating a community for earth-based spirituality had become this six-figure business but because of my own really intricate whack trauma I was not allowing myself to get paid and there the time had come for that to stop but I couldn't Actu- like even though I was in therapy for a year and a half, somatic therapy for a year and a half, which had tremendous help, I was mm-hmm. still like, I need someone to help me who will help me through this lens of business and money and be able to do that somatically because I'm full on into somatics and in the body and the nervous system and your knowledge of that and approach with that made sense to me and I New enough and had enough experience to be like, yes, that's the way for me, and yeah, I I just you know with my therapist I talked <laughs> pretty much every session was like about money because then you know with that of course went down into like family dynamics and childhood experiences and trauma and da 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 and we'd been unpacking this for a long time but it was still like oh this piece was just heavy and looming and there was pressure in my marriage and pressure in my business and like. I was just burned out. I was like, I'm done. I can't keep doing this. Like I have to get paid, but something in me is fighting at all costs not to. Yeah. And yeah, that it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, so,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. I thought I was going to come into this business and be into BAM and be like, okay, how are we going to make Earthspeak work to make money? <laughs> that was what I, I was like, okay, how do we help me integrate this and help Earthspeak grow the way I need it to grow and the vision that we hold for it? So, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's been something that I've noticed with a lot of the members of fam is when we are in such a deep state of shutdown we can't really even see that we might not be aligned with our path. Right? And so that that place that we got to meet each other was just this like perfect precipice where you had done so much of your own work prior to us meeting and it was just prime for us to go in with this like laser focus of okay so the thing that we're identifying is natalie has a money block and natalie's not allowing herself to make money in this six-figure business and so how do we untangle that because it wasn't about like oh we need to get more income out of earth speak for you it was really about how can we remove that barrier of shutdown so that you can see a more clear path for yourself and you can see where things may not have been aligned or maybe you've been overdoing and over, you know, overgiving in certain spaces and we need to work on that receiving piece which is such a hard thing for people who are in that shut down fight or flight mode because it doesn't feel safe to receive right and so I think, um, that place that we got to meet was just like, and, and this is the sort of people that I, I want to continue to call into BAM is, is people who are aware enough to be like, okay, so me procrastinating, that's not actually me being lazy. I wonder what's at the root of that. You know, I wonder why and how far back does that story go? And how is my body experiencing this as a threat? And so um, in those spaces, giving you more how-to tools is gonna be uber
1: overwhelming. Yeah, I did not want that. Mm -mm, Yeah, I knew, I was like, I need some guidance and structure and (sighs) framework, but it's not about like, let me put myself in another how-to. Yeah, exactly. Because your nervous
0: system has, like, you already know how to, right? Like, somebody could logically look at you and be like, you just need to start paying yourself, Natalie. Right. (laughs) Why don't you just, you know, and anytime anybody says, like, why don't you just, I'm like, "Mm, there's an override that's about to be spoken at the end of that sentence. Yes. And so for you, it was like, okay, so... I'm going to do that brave work of looking at some of my relationships in childhood, looking at how money was perceived in childhood, looking at where I was or wasn't allowed to be nourished. And that was the piece that needed to be worked on so that you could then change and shift your external world to match your internal world. Right. Yeah. And so... I would love to hear about um, what it was about being in because one of the one of the aspects of BAM is community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something that I know that you hold near and dear to your heart. So like what was it about community that helped your nervous system um, and and why that community piece was was important for you?
1: Hmm. I mean, community is so important in general. And I see this in my life, in my, you know, in Earthspeak, in my spiritual community, and then in BAM community, in every community, uh, because of co-regulation. And so, you know, (laughs) for folks who don't know what that is, uh, it's when we, you know, humans get together and their nervous systems are... So unconsciously noticing the other people's nervous systems and seeing whether it's safe, they're feeling safe or threatened. And then we're kind of like co-regulating or co-disregulating into, you know, taking on like, oh, they they feel safe to me, they're feeling safe. Oh, I can actually like settle in a little bit. And I think that's huge. Like there's so much self-help out there that's like, just help yourself and actually part of the role of therapy and is to have someone who is well regulated that your nervous system can unconsciously learn from. And so being in community is always so helpful for this co-regulation piece. Like This is core to who we are, how we're wired biologically. Yeah. And for me personally in BAM, being in community was really fun because I got to see so many different Types of businesses and people's journeys like at different points than where I was but you know seeing them move through similar things either things I hadn't been through or things I was very familiar with and just being able to kind of experience that <gasps> activation and like deactivation through their story myself kind of helped unwind some layers I was holding and it was, it's just fun. It's inspiring to be with other people and to hear their vulnerable truths and to be heard and witnessed by other people who aren't going to judge you and who are actually going to celebrate you. And one thing, you know, they, we all reflected back to each other things that were really helpful about, you know, and this wasn't something that you, like, told us to do. It was just, like, how our community evolved of, like oh, actually, this is really insightful and helpful. I love how you dot, 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 Like this, I think this happened for everyone. Like everyone got reflections back about that because sometimes it's hardest to see yourself because you're so in it that you're yeah. like, is this even valuable? Like in what I, is what I'm thinking or wanting to do or saying even making sense or, I don't know, worth it to anyone? And other people be like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of it that way. That helped change everything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. these reflections are so necessary. Like, there's so much focus in our domination society on doing it yourself and succeeding and getting ahead and like, being this isolated pillar of success. But that's just not, I don't know, that's not sustainable or realistic, especially to people who have trauma. (laughs) So
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the piece too, I think is important to note is that like, when people have trauma and are deep in their trauma wounds, they don't want to be in
1: community. Oh, it's... They, they want to isolate. They want to isolate or they... De- I've written, witnessed this in my community is they deeply crave that connection and belonging, but mm-hmm. the very act of being with other people is way too stimulating. And yeah. then they shut down again. And, mm-hmm. fa- and, and that's just like this misattunement in, in their nervous systems because of, you know, trauma. <laughs> and yeah. even the... Even though they feel like it's safer to isolate, which I am very well aware of this because it's been my own pattern as well. Uh, And even though they're craving community, these things are at odds because our bodies need community and connection. And they're going to drive us towards it. And Mm -hmm. if we have trauma around that and it's scary and activating and we don't know how to be with that, then we're just going to be in this loop looping forever yeah. so yeah i i mean i see this again and again and i have seen this hundreds absolutely. of times now <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely and the word that that i as you were speaking that was coming to mind was the word mirror mm-hmm. and like on a biological level we have ne- mirror neurons where you know this is how we create like biological empathy is when we have one mirror neuron reflecting another person's mirror neuron, I think that this is where that co-regulation piece is, is while you're in your dysregulation, if I can hold an anchor and be a safe place for you, then it allows for your mirror neurons to be like, oh, that's actually safe. I can do that too. Yeah. And when we're in community, and there are six other people, seven other people, eight other people who are holding that safe space and mirroring safety for you, then it gives your nervous system a chance to be like, oh, there's an example. I'm going to take that. And I think that's why I see this over and over again, and I say this all the time of like, there's something super magical that I can't recreate in a one-on-one setting that always seems to happen in a group setting. And you're nodding along too because I know that you're also a group facilitator. And it's just like I can't I, I can't really explain why that happens, but I this is why I think that like group work needs to be integral to trauma healing work. You can't expect to do this on your own because we are herd animals that that evolved mirror neurons because group meant safety and then also like that's like sort of like the biological lens of it but then on the emotional lens of it what I saw over and over again in these these BAM group ceremonies was folks who were like I thought I was being crazy and as soon as they voice it out loud and everyone else in the group is like girl that's normal like we start normalizing these things that it seems so huge in our minds yeah. And it sort of takes the, like, the sympathetic edge off of it so that you can then look at it as, like, coming from a neutral space of, oh, this is actually normal. And so in that normality, how can I move forward and make the best choices for
1: myself? Yeah, the normalizing is huge. And that happened in one-to-ones and group, The just the normalizing and having a space to be like, this is really hard right now. <laughs> and people being like, Yeah, that's hard. I've been through that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you are, you're not, it's not happening because you're doing it wrong or you're not enough. It's happening because that's a hard thing that happens in business and it just doesn't get talked about because it's not shiny and pretty for Instagram.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when we start normalizing these things, it's like you're, you're pulling the, the thing that felt like a giant monster from under the rug and looking at it and being, and a lot of times befriending it. You know, a lot of the the blocks and the things that we think are, like, working against us are actually incredibly protective. Oh, yeah. And so um, I'm curious about if you want to share a little bit about, like, what that protective, you know, things that were, were coming up for you and how you were able to, like, make friends with these these protective parts of you.
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> I mean, in Earthspeak in my whole career up until then, my nervous system was protecting me and keeping me from earning money because that was cross-wired with a belief that earning money would actually take away all of my freedom and it would put me into a miserable bondage and that it was better to not earn money and be free... Than to earn money and be in bondage like that, and that I would be miserable. And there was also uh, belief that I was the cause of other people's problems and misery, and that no matter what I did, even though I was responsible for their misery and was the one who was had to, you know, help them not be miserable, no matter what I did, nothing would ever work to help them not be miserable. And this is all directly from like childhood trauma and developmental trauma stuff that happened because of my parents own dysregulation. You know, they weren't trying to, uh, you know, neglect or abuse me. It was just, they were dysregulated kids as well, basically with a baby that they didn't know, how you know, I think something's really important to teach here, just as a kind of side note that just put off so many light bulbs for me is learning about how as, as babies, we come into the world with the ability to have these you know, fight-flight-freeze responses. But we aren't programmed of, of when they should activate and how to move through them. All of that programming comes from, or not all, but most of that programming comes from our caretakers. And if our caretakers are dysregulated and don't know how to move through sympathetic activation or through a shutdown mode or freeze and come back into emotional safety and regulation, We're not going to learn it either. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a huge epidemic in our world is Mm -hmm. we are just passing down dysregulation to our children and then they pass it on to their children. And like the line gets broken that that starts to shift every time we or someone learns to get regulated from a place that they were stuck in dysregulation, AKA healing trauma. And so my parents were severely dysregulated from their own trauma and did not really know how to take care of me in the way I needed and did not know how to even take care of themselves as healthy beings. And these are the messages that I grew up with. This is the way my nervous system was wired. And it was trying to protect me all this time by saying, OK, I saw what happened to your parents and what happened to you as a child. And and we're going to protect you and keep you safe. And, you know, at least you'll have your freedom and you won't be miserable, even if you have nothing. Mm. And even if you have no power and if you've miserably failed at everything that you were supposed to do, you know, because my whole messaging was I have to, I'm responsible for other people's misery, but nothing I can do will ever change their misery. So might as well just shut down. Like I was in this loop hardcore and it's hard. I mean, that put me in like basically this permanent shutdown mode for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. spirituality really helped me get out of that really spirituality was my safe co-regulation for a long time before Mm -hmm. i found somatics and trauma healing and that that gave me a huge paradigm shift but yeah that's where i was coming from and that messaging that i was carrying in my body and you know it was ultimately a protection response and cognitively knowing in my thoughts that this was the protection response wasn't enough to actually change it though it helped lift up some of the burden and give me some relief but i was still like okay even though i know this and i had uncovered a lot of this through therapy and through journaling and introspection and just you know i'm i've been the body has an inherent um impulse towards health and since i was in my early 20s i've asked the question like what does it mean to actually be healthy and that's led me through this crazy journey i'm 38 now and so you know through this journey i've uncovered these patterns and yeah. and then i was like okay finally like what do we do with them <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: yeah and something that i i want to note here too is the binary stories that our sympathetic arm of the nervous system tells us because i'm recalling a conversation that you and I were having like fairly on in our coaching where you were like I want to create something but I want to deliver xyz and like just like this massive like like massive list of like things you were going to put into like an offering I can't remember exactly what the offering was sounds like me though (laughs) yeah and and the 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 story that you were telling yourself is I have to either give everybody or I have to give my people everything. I have to fix so that, all their problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not just this like one isolated thing, yep. but like I have to fix
1: everything about their life or it's not worth it at all. Yep. That was definitely the A or B, no in, like A or Z actually, <laughs> yeah. no in between black or white. Either I have to fix all their problems or else they've totally wasted their time and money with me if I haven't fixed their whole life. Because that was rooted in that, like, I have to help my parents not be miserable or else I'm completely worthless and da-da-da-da-da. Exactly.
0: And so, like, oftentimes I talk about, like, being in a more regulated state in your nervous system as being a creative process. And the reason why I think it's a creative process is that when you're no longer in that binary, this or that, like if you think about these biological processes, because they evolve from like, you need to either run away from the bear or fight the bear. Like there's no like in between. It is just a very clear yes or no sort of answer. And so anytime you go into a binary state of thinking, then that's an indication that you need to check in with yourself and be like, okay, so is my life actually in danger? And if it's not in danger, then we can't be making decisions from this place because it's not a very creative place to be making decisions from. And when we're talking about our businesses and all of the things that come out of your business and how you want your business to be infused with creativity, what needs to happen before you can tap into creativity is you have to tap into your parasympathetic nervous system because your parasympathetic part allows for that nuance, that gray to be uncovered. And so... For you, being able to calm your nervous system down and regulate and integrate this story around, I either need to, you know, fix everything about my mom's life or nothing at all, or I need to fix everything about my client's life or nothing at all, has allowed you to find this amazing niche that you're so good at. <laughs> Thanks. And like really, And I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean Full disclosure, Natalie is so good at this that I've asked her to help me co-teach Conscious Marketing with me. Um, Next cycle of BAM, she's also, I've hired her to coach um, the BAM members around how to write a sales page. And I have hired her to write my personal sales page for BAM. So like... (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know if you were trying to solve everything in my life, I wouldn't have hired you.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. And it wouldn't even
0: be possible. You know, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. And so being able to like, um, I think people have a lot of resistance to niching down. And I think this is part of the like piece around why niching down feels so threatening is because you have this like old story and you're looking at it as like a this or that. Oh yeah. You know, and
1: And it's rooted in that subconscious, that unconscious. It's not like, You can just change your thoughts, and now it's better. It's like, no, it's in your body from how you were wired as a baby, as a child, Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. is the program you're running on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it can change. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, this is the beautiful thing that I love about witnessing people going through BAM is, like, you've always had this medicine inside of you. Like, you've always been, like, it's not like I – you know taught classes on copywriting to the group and you were like well i'm gonna do this and like make it better like you, like this is who you inherently were this is where your talents lie you're a very very good writer but it was the subconscious blocks and the trauma and like all of the things that were in the way and so it's amazing to see when you lift these. it almost feels like you know you're you're breaking open the dam. Oh, definitely. You know, and then from that place, it's like, oh, creation can happen from this place. And, yeah. and and so to me, the most fun part is like, okay, like you've worked through your traumas now. And, you know, because you're a human being and because we're all human beings, you're going to continue to work through your traumas. Right. It's a never-ending um, fun journey. <laughs> it, it is. It's like the never-ending gobstopper of, of um, candy. But, um, but as you're doing that, like you uncover more and more and more layers, and I don't know about you, but like for me, when I have these things come up now, it's like I get to look at it with like curiosity and almost have like a little bit of fun with it, yeah, of like, oh, I see you, I see you overworking, <laughs> you know, and I see where that's coming from, okay, so like let's let's see where you feel like you're under threat right now. And how can we help you come into regulation again? Because life isn't that fun when you're in fight or flight mode.
1: Or shutdown. Yeah.
0: Fight, flight, shutdown. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I mean. Yeah. Especially shutdown. I feel like I feel like fight and flight are an upgrade from shutdown. Like shutdown mode feels Awful. and it's like i want to talk about it for a little bit if that's yeah okay. please do because please do you know there's like we have our parasympathetic but this is another this is like when the parasympathetic is like two on you know and it's like actually we need to just like um uh, we need to protect ourselves because we can't fight we can't flight and this is an unconscious process is happening this is happening unconsciously in the split second milliseconds in your body, this isn't something you have control over, and you're like, "I'm gonna flee, I'm gonna flee or freeze." You're like, "No, your body's like, oh fuck, like we cannot <laughs> fight, we cannot flee. Let's shut down, conserve energy, play dead. Maybe we'll make it through this life threat, but probably not. But I don't know. But let's try to survive. And it sucks because in shutdown mode, and and there's there's some people who say there's like a difference between freeze and shutdown, and like I'm. I don't know. I think right now I'm just going to kind of use them more interchangeably because for me, it really it's it really is a spectrum. It's not this like black and white, you're here, you're there, but there's de- varying degrees. And so for me, I recognize that I'm going into shutdown mode when I start to get like blurred vision and I can't focus and then I can't think straight. I like can't even think like, and this can happen in fight or flight too, but those are some indicators and since my nervous system loves to go into shutdown i'm like okay what's happening and i can like regulate come back out before it's too late (laughs) um but then if something you know if my capacity for handling activation and charge in my nervous system has been just if if if, uh, some too many things are happening beyond my capacity it's not it's It could be good things, bad things, things related to business, things related to life, just things related to noise and sensations and sounds. It can be all kinds of things. It's not just this one thing or one pathway. Uh, My body will be like, we can't handle it. Let's go into shutdown mode. And then I will feel like I'm dead inside. I will feel like there is a wall between me and the world, like I'm viewing the world between a like there's a glass screen but it's not even clear it's like a dirty glass that I'm like stuck in and I can't quite get out of and I feel like I weigh a million pounds and I can't move and like no matter what I do nothing will work so why bother and it's I mean those are just some of the things like it is hard and it can show up in so many different ways and it can take a long fucking time to come out of it too like shutdown I think is one of the hardest places to be and if anyone's in that I just send so much compassion and love to you and I also say like it there's a way out because I fucking did it and so many other people have done it and it takes time for me it took time and um a lot of learning and somatic care and uh and it's still a journey sometimes I still go into that and then I'm like, oh, I just I just can come out of it so much quicker, or recognize it and stop it, recognize it at that kind of like freeze, confusion, dissociation mode, and then come back into regulation before going into the full on like life preservation mode of shutdown. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is a lot of people. You know, you talk about this procrastination, and you talk about um, what are some of the other things? Because I know you've talked about like procrastination and why can't I just do this? Like a lot yeah. of that, and like what's happening there, I'll, especially if you're in that mode, like <laughs> <don't>, <laughs> overriding that is just <laughs> sometimes you have to to just like survive or feed the kids or whatever, take the dog on a walk. And it feels like a zombie. I yeah. tell this to a client the other day. I was like, in that mode, what can help me is even a little bit of movement. Not to, so much that I overcharge myself, but even like, what can you do that you can do as a zombie? <laughs> and mm-hmm. do that, not to mm-hmm. like like try to like zombie like move like exercise your way out of it or anything but like i just mentioned i was like a zombie vacuuming you know like what can you do to just move your body a little bit that helped me a lot and it's gonna be different for everyone but yeah yeah i don't know shutdown mode i just send out all the hearts and compassion and love and like thawing for people who are in there because it sucks
0: yeah so um something i want to just add to that is i was just talking about this with a client of mine um, the other day and what you're describing is almost word for
1: word what she was also describing
0: plus if you add in a layer of like naps
1: Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, my parents called yapping. me slug and sloth as a child. And yeah. I didn't realize until I learned about somatics and the nervous system that I wasn't actually lazy and that yeah. I wasn't there wasn't actually something wrong with me inherently. Yes. I was in shutdown mode my whole fucking life. Yes. And now slugs and sloths are like my allies and pals. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's slug, let's sloth. <laughs> like, when, you know, like they're a part of a healthy cycle of living is doing that. But like when yeah. you're stuck in that, like, yeah. And the yeah. naps and the feeling like even if you sleep, you never got enough sleep. It's mm-hmm. awful. It's awful. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so I want to just talk about that a little bit. Sure. Because I think that a lot of people do this. They do this, like, talk of, like, you're lazy, Natalie. You're, oh, yeah. You need to just get up and do it. You know, you just need also. to... Yeah, you just need to hustle. And um, the example that I gave my client is like, if you imagine you are a cruise ship on this like trajectory, cruise ships don't really take too many turns, right? (laughs) I don't have ever been on one. (laughs) I have never been on a cruise ship either, but I imagine (laughs) that there's not a whole lot of turning.
1: I've seen a lot of tankers because I I grew up on the Chesapeake Bay. So yeah, so big tanker, big cruise
0: ship, whatever big boat it is. Big boat. Um, And I think that a lot of people early on in life, like you think about how, what was their earliest age that you were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Like I can tangibly remember five, Mm. you know? And so as human beings, we pick this path and we start going on this path, this like straight line. And it has all this weight and all this momentum behind it. And when we start getting something in our... A lot of times it's in our bodies first. When, I, when I'm when I working with people, it's like, I don't feel right. I'm depressed. I'm anxious all the time. Yeah. Think about how much momentum you have to slow down, right? And for you to make any kind of turning motion in a tinker... You're going to have to slow way the fuck down. Oh, yeah. And then make the turn. And then it's also hard to like gain that momentum back up again. And you need the space, too.
1: Like, you can't go turning in a tiny river.
0: Exactly. You need a lot of space. Yeah. And so, to me, that's why it was so important that BAM be as long as it is. Yes. Is because this really tender space of making a transition in your work because so many of us are so entrenched and identified with our work like it needs time it needs space it needs um permission to slow down permission to turn and then permission to take your time gaining speed back up again and so i look at all these programs that are like i can teach you how to like get your 10k in 30 days and i'm like Oh, that's a whole lot of override that's happening in that program, right? And probably a lot of disappointed customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've taken one of those courses, and the um, the funny thing about that is, uh, I it was a three month program, um, and I did get the 10k month like within the space of that container. But because there was no conversation about regulation, there was no conversation about nervous system. There was no conversation about like, are you ready to receive? Like I blacked out that month. Wow. I swear, like n- not actually like fainting, but like, I don't know where the 10 K went. Like <laughs> <laughs> I spent 10 K and I have no idea where it went at the end of the month. I was like, I'm ex- I'm in exactly the same position I was in last month. And Um, And I think that this is where that, like, story of, like, is it safe to receive, like, has to be integrated before you start having these successes. And when you start having these successes, something that we don't talk about, too, is, like, um, how that can also be dysregulating. Oh, totally. Like, receiving the good and getting the thing that you've been wanting to, like, that you've been working for for so long can also feel super dysregulating. And so if you have a community that understands that and can hold space for that and normalize that for you, yeah, like that is like such deep medicine there.
1: Definitely. The community and the one-to-one support. And, you know, for me, like receiving was a life threat. It was like if you yeah. receive, you're just going to make your caretaker's more miserable because you're taking from them and they don't even have enough. And so you're just even more the cause of their problems and they're probably going to abandon you and you're going to die. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Receiving was like, do not receive at all costs yeah. so you can stay alive, which is like yeah. so not logical. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. logical in this illogical loop, but in reality check, no,
0: not logical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um I think that... When we start looking at things from a trauma informed lens, yeah, we start seeing that our bodies have like these deep, deep core needs that we aren't really addressing in businesses. Oh no. Mm-hmm. If anything, like we're asked to like put your emotions to the side and don't, you know, don't worry about that feeling
1: and push through it. Feel you love this one, feel the fear, <laughs> do it anyway. Yes. Okay, like, <laughs> ah.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. No.
1: I hate that one. <laughs>
0: Um, so I think that as we start I I really feel like there's like a collective shift towards this and as we all collectively start shifting towards being trauma aware you know integrating these uh, ethical and trauma informed practices into your business it's gonna change how business looks five years from now ten years from now twenty years from now You know, even just in my own business, like, life is so different. Um, Just when did I start Empowered Curiosity? Back in 2019. And I feel like the pandemic has really shifted people's ideas on, like, what work can look like. Mm -hmm. And the space is ripe for us to come into these places and start offering collective healing and help. Because there's a lot of hurt people out there. Yeah. And you're going to help somebody really, really differently than how I'm going to help somebody. And so I don't view anybody in this space as being a threat. Unless you're doing something where I'm like, mm, you're hurting your people. Then I go <laughs> a little bit mama bear. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we need more people. Oh my God, yes. On this Revolution. On this cruise trip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need more people on this cruise ship. We're going to have fun here. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't a normal cruise ship. This is, like, a very... Um, it's not overwhelming. And yeah. the staff are also in, a for, like, a luxurious <laughs> accommodations. And, Yeah. Also, I don't know that cruise ships are, like, the best analogy to use because, like, they're very not eco-friendly. I would not. I'm not. No. Anyone who loves cruises, that's cool. But it is, like, I am terrified of going. And like, this is so not aligned with me. And I don't know. We could take that out. I don't know. Maybe we could just take out the whole cruise ship analogy from the past minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Natalie, I'm curious because we've been working together since November of 2021. And what does life look like now? Like, Mm. what does this trauma-informed business that you have look and feel like? Mm. I think feeling is the more important
1: part here. Yeah, well, I'm like, how many hours do we have? (laughs) 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 Um. I think the first thing would be that way less pressure. I mean, I've been carrying so much pressure, 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 pressure. I mean, it's a lot of pressure to walk around with that story I was walking around with. with Like, I have to like, you know, I'm responsible for people's misery and I'm the cause of their misery and da 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 da. Like, that's a lot of pressure. So way less pressure, a lot more ease, inspiration, creativity. It's been, you know, as any trauma healing journey is, it's been ups and downs and um, it's not like, oh my God, I'm so much better Then I was like, "Ah, I always feel amazing. It's like, no, (laughs) I feel my baseline is like way, way less pressure, way more ease, way more creativity, way more freedom, way more spaciousness and flexibility. And the intense, you know, I've been able to move through some really intense things way faster and yeah my my because it's not just my business that looks different it's my life it really is because like working with my therapist for a year and a half and then bringing you on board and also working with my husband and his therapist in couples therapy you know once you came on board and once i was you know working with him and our couples therapy It was like, boom, like something shifted, a major, major integration happened around that core story of I'm the cause of other people's misery and receiving money isn't safe. And this happened for me in about January of 2022. And once that happened, that's when things really changed. I felt suddenly completely supported and safe in earning money and in being in control of my money and in like... I don't know, having the flexibility and authority to actually share what I'm good at and help people without solving their whole life, you know? Like, it. it, this big integration really took a long time. And then the pieces with your help and my therapist's help and couples therapy fell into place. And within a week of... There was, like, a moment that this happened. And within a week of that, I was all of a sudden had started a new business I never planned on, you know, I was like, that's when I started doing uh, pe- clients came out of the woodwork out of nowhere. I mean, this is like the living universe and co-creation happening. I think co-creation is tied to regulation and healing that dysregulation. Cause that yeah. opens up doors of what you're open to and what you're able to see and what the universe brings you. Uh, I, within a week of that, I had multiple clients. I had reached my income goal for my month and I was like doing this really fun, amazing coaching work with messaging and marketing for clients. And wow, it just was everything. I was like, I feel alive. And for the next few months, I felt more alive than I ever felt in my life before. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be alive. Like I thought <laughs> I had felt alive before, but I have felt alive within the context of like shutdown mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, this is what it feels like to just be. Truly, like, I had touched this place of aliveness and had delicious moments in my life. This was, like, months of aliveness and just ease and being having such an expanded capacity to move through challenges. I mean, I felt like, I was like, wow, all of my years of struggle are worth it for this, like, taste of aliveness. This was the sweet nectar of life I mean I don't even know how to say it without sounding so stupidly cheesy but really (laughs) and then you know after that for a little while um you know and I was kept making money and I kept being able to get clients and collaborate and do things and um I'm still doing it and I'm booked out through you know through mid-September I've been booked out through mid-September since like June and yeah, I just feel so much more free and able and spacious and some other deep trauma came up now that I was in this space of like, wow, that was a nice relief. Some other deep trauma came up that I worked through with my therapist and instead of it taking a year and a half, it took a month and a half. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was cool. That was cool to be able to like move through this really intense charge of this pattern I've been carrying for decades yeah. and be integrated in, like, a month and a half. And, like, also our work together helped support that, too. But, you know, that that trauma didn't directly relate to um, business at the time. I mean, everything's interconnected. You pull one thread, you pull them all. But there was just – it's so different. Also, in our sessions together, I discovered my love of bunnies, and I started – And how I've always loved bunnies and how I started volunteering with rescue bunnies. And they have also changed my life. I fucking love bunnies so much. (laughs) So that's a nutshell. I mean, does that cover what you (laughs) were...
0: Yeah. And I want to throw one more thing in there that I've been really impressed with. Okay. um, just, Just watching you is how you have embodied boundaries in such a different way.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: You know, like you and I are very, very different, obviously. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Even just like in the human design world, I don't know that anybody can really keep up with like manifesting generators unless you're a manifesting generator. No way, dude. And so like there's no way that I would want to overlay, you know, my work schedule because that's what feels good to me onto you. And – what I've been so impressed with is you have been so protective of your energy because you value it differently now. And you're like, I only want to see X amount of clients per month. And I'm not going beyond that. Because as soon as I go beyond that, then I know that a, my feelings start going into resentment. B, my body starts feeling it. C, I start to not like the work that I do. And so when you start valuing these parts of your life that you didn't really value in the same capacity before, your actions look really, really different. And, and it's been so wonderful to watch you embody those boundaries in a way that is so strong. And not coming from a place of like, fuck you, like stay away from me, but it's coming from a place of like, this is what my needs are Mm -hmm. and I'm allowed to have needs. And not only am I allowed to have needs, but I'm going to stand up for my needs in ways that are
1: kind to both you and me. Definitely. And you've been really helpful in helping me vision and create business structures that support that, even though they look wildly different. From what kind of quote normative business looks like (laughs) and building those business structures that work to earn enough income to support myself, but also be well within my capacity. So I'm not getting triggered into shutdown mode and I still have energy left to enjoy my life. That's huge. That's like my prayer. Like these are the prayers I've been prayed for. And then when (laughs) you you came along, there was a resonance of what I've been asking for. It was like going helps and you helped (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um
0: I want to circle back to something um that you've touched on a lot over the course of this conversation which is you've been working with a somatic therapist this whole time yeah right yeah and something that I want to be really clear with is like everyone is allowed to choose the support systems that they need and so signing up and doing some of the nervous system regulation, some of the trauma work and and all these things that we do in BAM does not mean that you have to pull away from the support that you already have and that exists in your life. But I'm curious as somebody who did both the somatic therapy alongside BAM, what was different and what did you get out of both of those modalities that you couldn't have gotten from the other?
1: Yes, totally. Um, In therapy, you know, my therapist is focused on, sh- we we discuss business, but she's always looking at business when it comes up. She's not looking at my story. She's looking at my nervous system. Like, she's very focused on, like, like it's like a hone in nervous system. And she asks questions about the story that, you know, really go deep into we talk a lot about family dynamics, you know, and it's just, it's different. I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, what is different? And even though I have all of this nervous system support with my therapist, I needed someone who could hold that space for me through the lens of business. And it's really hard to articulate what that is or how but you know she didn't understand she doesn't she obviously runs a business because she's a therapist and she does amazing therapy but when we get got together she wasn't necessarily like there to hear about the things I want to talk about in business like here's my offer here's what I want to offer here's like what I'm like I could bring what I'm struggling with in business to her but she just doesn't have that lens and she, she's not looking for those stories and i think you know the nerve it's important in therapy like yes stories plus nervous system but like in business i needed someone who could really hold that container of and understand what i was talking about mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, around business and to be yeah. able to look deeply look into what I was doing in my business, not just through the lens of what's happening in my body, but through both lenses of what's happening in my body and what are those childhood stories. And here's like some approaches to business and structure and da 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 that you could, that might inform you or that you might be able to try or da 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 da. Like I just needed that. I needed something more, something with that business angle and that I could just nerd out in my business mental cognitive capacity as well and mm-hmm. my therapist is very much not that mm. <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. she's very focused on these just the core patterns and that's what we do
0: yeah yeah and as you're speaking like it's helping me sort of crystallize like why i love what i do which is we spend a lot of time, especially in the first few months of like getting into your traumas and getting into like your somatic experiences and, you know, how did this relationship to money, how does that go back to your family? And like a lot of that stuff you can do with a therapist, alongside a therapist, Mm -hmm. additional support, all of that. And for me, it's not just about like leaving it there. Like I loved... I'm not going to share the details of what we talked about in our last session, but our last session was a lot of brainstorming. Yeah. Right. And to me, I get really excited when I see that somebody has done that trauma integration. And now they're like, OK, how do I create a trauma informed business for my clients and also trauma informed business for me as a business owner and as a practitioner? Because a lot of the things that we were talking about was around like, okay, so I want to do this thing and how do I protect and make sure that I don't overexert my energy in doing this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so then we can create an offer around that thing that feels so deeply nourishing to you because it's not depleting your energy and it's also going to be of the highest value for your clients, and I think that this is where I start to see like, oh, these ripples go beyond just like, oh, now you're, you know, a more well-balanced person. It's like now you have a business which now is going to ripple out into your clients. And when they feel like they have that safety and that nervous system regulation because they've worked with you, then, you know, it's, it's almost like by transitive property I don't know if that's the (laughs) right word, but like, like I get to see the like downstream effects Mm -hmm. because I'm seeing it actually tangibly showing up in how you do your offers and how you price your work, how you um, show up for your clients, like all of that. And so for me, I don't want it to just stay in the realm of like, you feel better, right? I want you to take this and and share your magic with the world so that you are helping other people feel better as well.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. And I think another thing too is in that is like, you're able to brainstorm and you're able to share, like there's, I guess for good reason. I mean, I'm not going to totally poo-poo it, but like in therapy and licensed therapy, you know, there's a very specific client therapist relationship. And I know hardly anything about my therapist's life. You know, I know she has some kids and a dog and where she lives and da, da, da. But like, I know a little bit about her story, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and to me, it's really, really helpful to know people like it's just real to me. And I wish that I could know more about my therapist and I, you know, just being able to actually like know you and for you to know me and see my business and for us to be able to engage in ways that I'm legally not allowed to with my therapist, I think has allowed for parts of me to be seen and held in a deeper way than I could be with my therapist And I don't feel like it's crossed any borders, because you have very clear, well held boundaries in yourself and your work and your work versus life and in, you know, you're very regulated in your nervous system and are able to show up in that way. And so it doesn't, I mean, I know for me, it doesn't feel like our, you know, going beyond the kind of bounds of what a licensed therapist provides and being able to engage in life with each other. That was so enriching. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like I really would love to know more about my therapist and her as a humanized person instead of just this like amazing person that I cherish and I'm so grateful for. But I want to like know about her as a person too. Yeah. um,
0: Yeah. And I... That's big. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, And... That feels good for me to receive because I think that I want to be transparent about who I am because I've lived a life where I've been stuck in hustle culture and I've ascribed to a lot of things that didn't serve and a lot of ways in which capitalism has leaked into being toxic in my life too. And so if I can show people through how I approach my business and through how I approach my life that something can be different, I'm hoping that it'll inspire people to to start questioning these things in their own life, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and you also know? you provide a model for what what's possible. Mm-hmm. And my life is fucking weird. Like, you don't have to live the life that I live because I live <laughs> in a trailer <laughs> with my tiny dog and my boyfriend. But, you know, like, I'm not saying that, that you need to live my life, but I think that just helping you see that life can look really different from the prescribed narrative that we've all been given and that I personally have lived, you know, it I wish that somebody had shown me that that life could be happy and life could be different.
1: Oh my God, yes. And like a, a more complete picture than just like the sixty minutes that or fifty three minutes that you're together in a session, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. That 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 whole There's, I don't feel like me seeing you when you've been in hardship or facing something or, you know, like, I I don't know. This is a whole, this is a whole tangent about like the (laughs) rules of therapists and not being able to like share their life more intimately. Like I get it because humans are messy and weird and Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I I will say that I do have one big boundary around that transparency. Yeah. Which is, I, when I'm in my role as a coach, and I think about my role as a coach in whatever format we're in, whether that's in Instagram or newsletter or sitting in session with you or being on a BAM group ceremony with you, um, I will be completely authentic and real about everything in my life that I'm in regulation about. Mm. Um I don't share these things that I'm in dysregulation about, not because I want to hide these parts of myself or not because I don't, like, I'm scared of being seen as imperfect. Like, you know, I'm very, very imperfect. Um, But to me, when I'm sitting in my coach seat, I'm here to mirror regulation for you. Yeah. And so if I come into those spaces with a dysregulation in my life, then I'm asking you to hold space for me. Right, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. And I ask for my inner circle, so my partner, my best friends, my dog, um, and I ask them to hold me in regulation, um, and and also like the therapists and, and coaches that I work with as well, the professionals that I work with. That's their role, and um, and so yes, I will share everything about my life as long as I feel regulated enough to share about it. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: totally. And I think that's, like, I wish that was the rule for therapy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm not up enough on the law or something, but that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, Or you know, maybe
0: your therapist has, like... Her own boundaries. Her own boundaries, Yeah, which is totally fair. Like, we all get to choose yeah. what boundaries feel good for us. Totally. And this is just the boundary that I found works for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And, and you know, a coach versus therapy, like therapy doesn't necessarily have an end goal. And I think coaching is more of a container. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really useful too, of like therapy. Like I'm probably just gonna be in therapy the rest of my life. I'll probably also have a coach that's of some degree on and off for the rest of my life too. Cause it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Coaching is awesome, but There's more of a focus. And it's not a focus of like let's push and effort ourselves toward this, but it's like here's why we're doing this work together. Versus like, let's just explore your dynamics and see how we can help you. Like, you know. So I think this coaching versus therapy, like they're very complimentary. And yeah, I, I I agree. Absolutely love having both and having the privilege to have both too. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure, folks, there
0: is a new round of BAM coming up and we are launching in August and I'm taking connection calls all of August and we begin in the middle of September of 2022. And not only as somebody who has graduated from BAM, I'm curious, what would you tell somebody who's kind of curious about BAM versus other programs that are out there? Because there's a lot out there.
1: Yes. And this is huge because so many programs are built on FOMO. People sign up because of FOMO, because of all the hype and fun energy and like whatever, and like big promises that the host is offering. And for some people that works great. If that's you and you love that energy and you can ride with it, go and it works for you, go with it. But for me, that turns me way off. I am like... No, thank you. This is too activating, too overwhelming. I'm know my own capacity and I am not going to be able to like keep up with this like hype energy that they have and that's probably, you know, their their approach is probably rooted in this like energy me none and like that is not my thing. And so for anyone who feels that way, if you feel like cat is someone who can hold space for you in a way that isn't over-energizing, then I would say, yes, that is probably true, because that was the case for me. And something I love about the way BAM was structured, about the length of it, and about the pace of it, and about the content, and the the way that support was provided one-to-one and in a group over nine months, is that it was spacious enough for me to move through and experience results in my capacity in a way that was able to be integrated and sustainable for going ahead the rest of my life probably like this is Mm -hmm. huge this isn't just a let's put all of this energy in and then burn out and then wonder why it didn't work like no this for me this was not that Mm -hmm. and of course I'm one person and you are your own self and if you you know trust how you're feeling and trust like not just in BAM, but like in all programs, when you're looking at them, you're like, oh, this is going to be way too, like, I don't know if this is going to be sustainable for me or in my capacity. And versus like, how do you feel with the person who's leading it? And what are they going to have you do? And are you on board with that? And like, Mm -hmm. trust that in yourself. And I love BAM because of the pace, because of the spaciousness, but also because of the depth of support and because of the energy that you know cat as a space holder brought to it that's the energy i needed it was mm. what was going to help me do what i needed to do to move through to the other side or whatever i was stuck on and so mm. if that all that hype or fomo or popularity you're like let's be energized and on and zany or whatever all the time like if like it's fun to be zany i'm weird as shit and i get f- have fun but like i'm not that all the time and i don't like to be on all the time it's just not for me if that isn't for you Definitely consider BAM. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. the warm fuzzies. Yay!
0: Good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you need something in there that I think is really important to name as well, which is, um, people are going to move through this program at the capacity that they can, that they're at. Yeah. Right, and so you happen to be one of my case studies and you know like I think you've shared you've made you know x amount times what the investment for BAM was already I've already
1: got like earned back at least five times the investment and that's you know (laughs) program just ended
0: yeah (laughs) um but I was meeting you in a place where like really like we could just sort of tip that ship to just use that ship analogy again And you could be on your way. There's other people in BAM who are leaving like lifetime career jobs Mm. in order to put their energy and their love into what they considered to be their side hustle. So while they may not have the like quote unquote tangible results that you have, like they are also still reporting so much in terms of aligning with their work, understanding what their purpose is, understanding that their business is going to tap into like a deeper purpose than their their old job, understanding like like all of the 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 frameworks of how to build an ethical business are still there so that as their ship turns around, they can just have this clear path forward instead of being, you know, sucked into another like a dysregulating pattern.
1: Right. Recreating that system that they're trying to get out of exactly exactly and so
0: i'm i'm not going to be here like saying like one of the coaches that i've taken before of like you'll have a 10k a month by the end of the 3 months that we work together but what i can promise is that there's this deeper level of integration that's going to serve you not just in your business like your business i call business being a spiritual practice because like if we can integrate these lessons that business is showing us and we can step through them as portals, everything in your life changes. And, and so to look at your business from this space, like your business actually ends up becoming your medicine as well. So I just want to like name that piece because I think it was an important piece that that you shared around it, like the length of the container gave you the capacity to evolve at the speed that you needed
1: to evolve at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that, like, you know, to use that tanker analogy, I love that because, like, people (laughs) really have come in with decades of experience and degrees and training, and they're like, wait, this isn't really a fit for me. And I'm kind of the same. Like, I had built a business based on my... DAO in a certain way but not totally like based on my purpose based on what I love and I actually really do love Earthspeak and the business I built I had just built it in a way that recreated the very things I was trying to get out of in building that and just because it was a business rooted in my purpose it didn't mean that it was rooted in regulation and Mm. that was huge for me and you know Finding that regulation through the lens of business did help me actually drop the things that weren't actually aligned that I thought were because it made sense on paper or, yeah. you know, and, and all those things that I did, they got me here. It was actually the business Earthspeak and what we did in Earthspeak is literally what connected me to you and me to somatics and helped me on my path. Like it, I needed it to get here, I think. And I mean, also the messaging yeah. and the communications piece. Exactly. Like that was a massive piece of our Earthspeak exactly like it was a it was a huge part of this journey and it was really hard to be like this doesn't fit anymore and like, I have this huge community that I'm like um I'm not doing this anymore sorry <laughs> or like we have to change like that's really freaking hard but it's harder to stay in something that doesn't fit than to yeah. leave and to grow a new shell find a new shoe whatever yeah. like that it's You know, if you're someone that's at that point and there's some part of you that knows this, like what is going to be harder staying in that thing that doesn't fit or making the changes and going through some of the hard stuff to eventually be in that space of actually wearing the glove that fits and feeling really good in your life. Like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what we kind of are giving up by just staying in what doesn't fit just because we don't know what else to do. So, yeah, absolutely. I could go on and on and on and on and on about this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, my dear, um, I'm going to ask you to to share your your socials and and how people can find you in just a moment. But I also just want to um, share what my experience working with you has been. Mm. Because um, I've hired you to help me with writing the BAM sales page. Um, Like I've said, you know, you are teaching several modules of BAM at this point. (laughs) And um, I'm a BAMer. Yep. (laughs) And I love that you've tapped into this work because you have helped me in clarifying my message. So Mm. I know how to write copy. I know how to like connect with people and having a third person come in as a consultant and Be like, okay, so like we can order it this way. That's different from how I would have ordered it. Or have you thought about it in this way? You know, I think it's always so valuable to just get out of your own head and allow somebody to look at the pieces that you hold so tender and so dear to you and give you compassionate and objective feedback that is actually going to help you connect even better with your audience. Like, I have you know, I've invested thousands of dollars in your services, and I love that I get to invest thousands of dollars in your services. Um, because it's all circulatory, right? Like, I, I want to make money in my business so that I'm supporting more people like you and other spiritual entrepreneurs. Because quite frankly, like, I trust you more than I trust Amazon. <laughs> and um, and my, my level of trust in having somebody touch my business, like I don't think I've shared this with you, but um, actually Nadine, who's going to be helping me coach this next cycle of Ben, was asking me, are there any like business related coaches or people that you feel super strongly aligned with? And I really couldn't think of very many people and you were on that list.
1: Ooh, I'm honored.
0: Um, just because like, I wouldn't just give the reins over to how I communicate with my people to just anybody and so if there is any sort of like twinkling of should I work with Natalie like go chat with Natalie and just give her like a little bit of like an opening and a peek into your business you're gonna Just be astounded by what she can open up. So um, I know that, Nat, you're going to have a ton of new offerings coming out. And I just want to encourage people to just be involved in your Instagram feed or your newsletter, however you're collecting that data and connecting with your people. Because as soon as um, your stuff hits the ground running, I just want to send people into your space because it's going to be so, so
1: helpful. So now you're allowed to share your your social media things. (laughs) Thanks for that, Kat. It's super awesome to hear that. And, you know, I'm super grateful to do this work with you and with the other amazing clients, because like being able to help you all to help more people really is that ripple effect you were talking about earlier. And I see it as like, I'm so oriented in fungi and mushrooms. And I am actually have a master's degree in soil science and studied microbes in the soil and fungi and um, you know, I feel like we're each little spores and as we sporulate and float out or whatever, you know, and reach new soil and colonize it, because colonize is a dirty word in this, fr- in, you know, in the world, but actually in biology and in, in mushrooms and fungi that are growing mycelium or mycelia that help, you know, move nutrients from plant to plant and help actually protect and create resilient ecosystems. Um, it's very important. And so it doesn't have to be this dominating thing. it's actually this interconnected thing. so
0: yes
1: uh, we're like little spores and then we go out and we grow our own little spore networks you know, we grow our mycelia our mushroom fungal bodies, and then we we mushroom and spore lay mushroom and spor- lay, da, 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 da I hope that made sense <laughs> uh, I'm a total total nerd for this stuff for nature stuff, but um yeah, it's so rad like we together, you and me and the people that we work with really are creating part of creating this change, this systemic change mm-hmm. that we want to see in the world. And so thank you for that. So, um, yeah, I, I work with people who are change makers in their businesses, through their businesses, who are helping other people to, you know, a, on a personal level or on a systemic level through, you know, working one to one with people or working with organizations, I help you clarify your messaging and really align your marketing with ways that are aligned with your energy and your capacity. And I'm also in training for somatic experiencing, which is a um, to be certified in somatic experiencing, which is a really powerful trauma healing modality by Peter Levine, and I incorporate this into our work. And I approach everything from that trauma-informed lens through the nervous system of like, how are you as a business owner and marketer, how are you feeling as you move through your messaging and what kind of things are coming up for you and we don't do like you know, it's not therapy. <laughs> I'm helping people, you know, be more regulated in their marketing and messaging and their nervous system as their marketing and messaging. But then also, okay, how do we put that into practice? What are the actual words? What are the messages? What are the approaches? How are you going to reach the people? What are you going to say? And what are you inviting them to? And how do you make that invitation, your aka your offer, so clear that the people who are aligned are just like, yes, duh. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't I sign up for this? Like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah, And so... It's fun. It is so fun. And uh, right now I'm mostly helping people one-to-one with a really beautiful package where we, cr- we work on your offers and then we work on your messaging and your marketing. And I teach you how to like actually just create messages and market you know marketing materials that really align for you and vibe with the people and attract the people you're meant to serve. And um, they're fun in the process. So yeah, you can find all that at natalie.net 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 sign up for my newsletter. I'm actually not so active on Instagram right now. I most of my marketing comes through networking and uh but I do like to play on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you can find me at natalie ross media all one word or personally at natalie.alexandra.ross and then my business, my other business Earthspeak We will still, you know, it still offers so many resources. So if that stuff I was talking about before will let you up and you're like, oh, I want to discover more of that. There's like hundreds of podcast episodes you can go listen to for free. Earthspeak podcast, you can go at Earthspeak on Instagram and find all the links and whatever. So yeah, um, I'm all over the place there. You can find whatever angle you want to go in. (laughs) You are very findable on the web. Yeah, find me. I'm here. And I'm hanging out, shoot me an email, whatever. I'm super open to connecting.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. And if it wasn't really clear from our conversation, folks, um, the doors for BAM are open. And come hit me up. We can do a connection call. Just get a sense of who you are, what your business is like, and what's coming up for you. And if we're a good fit, then I'd love to see you in BAM. So That is all at empoweredcuriosity.com. And we'll see you soon.
1: I'll see you in BAM too, y'all. Can't wait.